Hello, and welcome to the NASDAQ Dorsey Wright podcast on this Wednesday, September 9th. My name is Will Gibson, an analyst here at NASDAQ Dorsey Wright, and I'm joined by Sarah Maley today, also an analyst here. And coming in to a green day after a rough holiday-neighbored couple of trading days where we saw widespread sell-off and a fair amount of risk on assets. Most notably, that the NASDAQ actually pushed down into academic correction territory, falling 10% in just three days, which actually turned out to be the quickest correction ever for the NASDAQ. So 2020 continuing to make history, continuing to break statistics. Um, but nonetheless, something that we're seeing is try to cut through the noise, cut through the increased volatility, and turning to the charts, looking at supply and demand, and seeing how that is stacking up. And beginning as we will generally with a discussion on the S&P 500, that broad equity populist benchmark, we note that even with the sharp market pullback, we haven't seen material downside manifest on the charts. If you're following on YouTube, we have the 20 point chart pulled up here. And you'll note that it was on a heavy stem of X's, stem just being an elongated column of X's with no close or near-term support evident. So with the pullback, with the sharp pullback, uncomfortable as it was, we, we didn't see a sell signal on that 20-point longer dated chart. And we find this in similar form across the platform, which we'll touch on. Um, but nonetheless, we saw the pullback past three days, and most recently today, we're getting a reversal back up into X's, which is now initiating a, a new support level at 3340 on that 20-point chart. So uncomfortable as it was, um, as of right now, we're getting some near-term support reinstated on the charts, and a lot of names are just pushing out of heavily overbought territory. Yeah, another one of those names, um, Will, is going to be the QQQ. Um, so that chart, you know, it was up on a on a long stem, as you just mentioned. Um, it actually was trading at about 93% overbought just a few weeks ago. Um, that was the most heavily overbought we had seen it since about mid-February. Uh, and so, like you said, that that stem up to 300, you know, there wasn't any near-term support offered. Uh, 182 was the first level of support, which, you know, is quite a, quite a ways away. Um, and so what we saw over the past few, uh, to the middle of its 10-week trading band, so we've seen it kind of do that reversion to mean that we talked about, um, and that, you know, we typically, there, there's always that heightened potential for that, especially when things get into that heavily overbought territory. Um, so with today's intraday action, um, the QQQ is back to 27% overbought, um, still near that middle of the 10-week trading band. Um, and something that we would consider to be normal. Um, from here, we're going to want to watch for a reversal up into X's, um, which would come with a move to 285 or higher from current levels. So that's going to be that three box reversal. Um, and then we'll watch for the 305 level. Um, that would be the next buy signal on the chart and would mark the, the second consecutive buy signal, which would also be um, you know, further confirmation to follow through. So that reversal up that we're watching for, you know, that's going to establish closer support at that 270 level if things were to hold here, um, which is a much more viable support level than that, that 182. And actually the 
uh, a good example, um, just an individual stock example, the actual, the largest holding within QQQ, um, Apple, which we're at this point all familiar with. Um, this, this chart actually did reverse up after um, experiencing a pullback. And I think this is a great example of, you know, kind of what we're looking for on the QQQ. Um, or in the S&P 500 as well. Um, so the, this pullback within the past few days has actually offered us, you know, a really good opportunity to add new exposure here. Um, if we're looking to get in, um, you know, this, this reversal back up into X's tells us that demand is in control. We have good support at 112. Um, and, you know, a move to 138 from here would mark the second consecutive buy signal um, for Apple. Uh, Another chart that we're looking at is um, Microsoft. Will, do you want to take that one? Yeah, definitely. And continuing the, the story through your S&P 500, Q's biggest holding, Apple, and almost the second largest holding, Microsoft. Very similar picture, positive uptrend, consecutive buy signals, most recently pulling back from the top of that trading band. So pulling back from that near-term overbought territory back towards the middle, which we would eliminate the jargon and say is kind of where it wants to be, is close to that middle of the trading band based on statistics. And Microsoft right now has pulled back to that middle and is sitting at support around $204, a reversal back up into X's here, like Sarah was mentioning for Apple, would reinstate that near-term demand has re-entered the picture and it would further that support at 204 for Microsoft. Now, maybe a way of taking this as an action point or having a takeaway is gonna be a story of buying on pullbacks, no matter how sharp they may be or how uncomfortable they may be, looking for technically sound areas or technically sound positions in your portfolio or across the marketplace that could be viable candidates now. Previously, they were heavily overextended, perhaps uncomfortable to put a bit of money to work there, and now they've come back to more normalized levels. So a way that you can do that, apart from just visually coming, combing through your portfolio and looking for strong attributes, strong fund scores, and have mean reverted, another way is actually a buy on pullback screener. And you'd locate that screener on the platform if you go to security selection across the top and then security screener from the dropdown. And then past that, we're gonna to go to database reports on the left-hand side. And these are in essence, pre-created screens. And there is a buy on pullback report about a third to half of the way down on the left-hand side. The explanation for this buy on pullback is we're looking for technically sound stocks. So in a positive trend and on a point and figure buy signal that have pulled back to within 10% of their bullish support line. So bullish support line being that positive trend line, positive trending names on a buy signal that have now become in the near term much more actionable than they previously were. So this is a preset list of securities. This will update each day. And you'll see if you're on the, on the YouTube video, the screen that we have pulled up, you can sort by your column headers. So say we only want to look at the five attribute stocks that have recently pulled back to within 10% of that trend line. We're going to click the technical attribute and have it sort accordingly. So from here, just a couple of navigation points. May, may, maybe send it to a portfolio, add some alerts, or indicate 
column change alerts. As Sarah was mentioning, particularly for Apple, we did the, get that column reversal back up into X's today and stating that near-term support. So maybe we could set alerts on positions in your portfolio. Um, we're not trying to buy falling knife type scenarios. We're looking for demand to re-enter the picture and column reversals could be viable alerts to set in order to do that. So apart from that, um, apart from we're seeing some opportunity to maybe put some new money to work, um, no material change from the long side equity perspective at this point. Um, that said, Sarah, is there anything that we missed or anything that we wanna reinstate before we, before we wrap this up here? Yeah, I think, you know, one thing that we, we didn't mention yet was just the, the bullish percent for the New York Stock Exchange, you know, which tells us the percentage of stocks within that universe that are trading on a point and figure buy signal. Um, and with a lot of these pullbacks, you know, we did see that particular indicator reverse into O's. Um, but something that you had pointed out to me earlier is the fact that, you know, we are still seeing those major PT charts, which measure the percent of of stocks within those universes that are trading in a positive trend. Um, we're still seeing those hold up. Um, and so we're going to watch for that, that bullish percent, you know, to see that with, with this rally, if we're able to sustain this over the next few days, um, you know, see if we can, if we start to see more stocks returning to buy signals and if we're able to see that uh, reverse back up into X's. Yeah. Great point there. And I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because you're right. We saw, you know, that positive trend kind of longer term indicator, no change there rather an un uncomfortable pullback. And similarly, some of our longer dated indicators, we didn't see a ton of change, um, particularly because so many names were on stems and pretty far above trend or far above their trading di distributions, um, which had a very skewed perspective. Um, so now we're getting to more normalized levels, um, weekly distribution for the S&P 500, whether the cap weighted or the equal weighted, um, both towards more nor nor normalized levels. Um, so that said, I, I think we've covered enough today. Hopefully this can be additive and useful, but if we can be of any more use or more benefit, never hesitate to give us a call, 804-320-8511 or email at dwa at dorseywright.com. And we always enjoy speaking. So that said, Sarah, thanks for hopping on today. And we will look forward to chatting next week.